This is Fiona Silver, and you're listening to Jim and Mike Talk Music. Today we have a special guest with us. She's a singer, songwriter, and guitarist. She's toured with Gary Clark Jr. and has performed with Santana and Gwen Stefani. The Huffington Post said, from the passion in her voice to the delicacy in her strut, she is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Rodney Bingingheimer <laughs> called her beyond amazing. So let's all welcome the Jim and Mike Talk music. <laughs> the amazing <laughs> Fiona Silver. How are you today? Why, thank you. <laughs> That's quite an intro. Jim's got an intro for you there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So where Listen, are you? Are you in New York? I am actually in Stamford, Connecticut right now. Oh. I'm staying at this really cool like recording studio that I'm okay. both like helping work at and also making an album in. Oh, very cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are you tired of the snow? I mean, you're you're from New York, right? You're originally. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in New York. Um, you know, it's funny because this is the first I feel like this is the first time I've actually enjoyed a winter because in the city, mm -hmm. it just gets disgusting, like immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. um, but I snow. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first time I've really been able to, like, enjoy just seeing snow in like a forest and stuff like that. It's been really beautiful. Mm -hmm. But now, of course, it's just raining and gross again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Hold on. One of you's in Jersey and one's in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, That's I'm in right. Jersey. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem. Cool. Home of, home of Music Fest. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> such a cool place. That was such a, it's such a, it reminded me of like, you know, I'm sure people say this all the time, but like Pink Floyd and, you know, just the smokestacks are. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, very iconic. Yeah, the old <laughs> Yeah, the old, really brightening it up with lights and everything, uh, really making an art scene around that. Yeah. Awesome. Jim that's says you were there. I wasn't there at, at when was that? You were at Music Fest. That was you remember? two years ago, I think. Oh, that's recent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think All right. Um, yeah. I usually go there every year. I'm about, I don't know, 30 minutes from there. Mike's like, mm -hmm. he could probably walk there, I think. 
Oh, yeah, I can see it when I I can see the steel stacks when I when I just turn my head right there. No, literally, I can. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it seems like I'm, they get a great lineup every year. Yeah, but I was living in Virginia for 25 years, so I wasn't. I just moved up here a year and a half ago. So I haven't. I've only been to a music fest um, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, is there oh, cool. a lot of uh, festivals in Virginia though? Yeah, there's a fair amount. Uh, Charlottesville is a great happening city. You know, Richmond's larger, the right. capital. But uh, we go to we used to go to DC for a lot of stuff. But Charlottesville and Richmond, you know, it's it's a lot of a great scene there. The Walking Mall downtown. Dave Matthews, uh, you know, started there and everything. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, took Richmond once place. like a million years ago, but I really haven't yeah. had a chance to um, like explore too much there. Yeah, yeah. It's I think cool. there's, people um, are great. So people are just great. There's that Floyd Fest, isn't that in Virginia? It's called Floyd Fest. Right. We were going to go to that, but yeah, it's, it's camping. It's definitely close camping. You got to put all your tents together, and we never made it to Floyd Fest, but uh, that's in Floyd, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to walk, you have to park, and then you have to walk a ways to get there and pitch. Oh, tent. yeah. It's huge, it's like a huge day. rolling hills. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Cool. So were you born in New York? Yeah. Native yeah, I New grew Yorker? up like downtown Manhattan and Brooklyn oh, really? kind of back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. And you still live, you still live in New York? Here. Yeah, I, I live in East Village, um, but I've just been since COVID and everything, I've yeah. just been spending more time out of the, the city, which is nice, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what are your earliest memories of listening to music? What oh bands my God, were you, you know, to be honest, <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I'm like okay. borderline, <laughs> I was like, I should be worried, but, um, <laughs> but I you know, too. I... <laughs> i'm lucky though like my dad had a really he was like kind of a rocker dude and like but he also loved jazz and so i i feel like mm -hmm. i grew up listening to really uh great assortment of music mm -hmm. between like you know kind of classic like miles davis billy holiday that kind of jazz mm -hmm. and um led zeppelin and you know mm -hmm. classic yeah. rock all the time Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I think there's there's influences. They can get us subconsciously, you know, like as a drummer, I'm a drummer. And so, you know, where do these rhythms come from? And I, they do come from when you were, you know, 15 and, you know, it's all getting into your head, you know. Yeah. And so I was I was watching the uh, the Pace Studios video, uh, four songs you did with them. And he interviewed you a little bit. And this was the recent one. I think it's one year ago. I think it was yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, that was right yeah. before we put out "Hostage of Love," which is like a my mm -hmm. most recent EP. Mm -hmm. And uh, with with that, uh, the, the mix was great. Oh, uh, Jim's got it right there. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love this. So for our listeners, hold that, yeah. hold that up, Jim. I can't see. And then there's a provocative photo anyway. on the back. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to explain it for our listeners uh yeah she's oh yeah she's, i'm she's naked in chain she's got her hair <laughs> wearing hair and a ring she's wearing a ring that's it yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah for our listeners there that's um that one came out when then which uh so that came out of on valentine's day of last year actually okay yeah so valentine's day. yeah cool cool yeah yeah, right before all the stuff started shutting down, right, weeks before right. everything shut down. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Our we because of just a lot of bullshit that happens um, as things sometimes 
was due with scheduling issues. We had to push our EP release party like show mm-hmm. back yeah. until like the first week of March. So we ended up having it at Brooklyn Bowl, which was amazing. And it was like an awesome mm-hmm. show. I had some really talented friends of mine on the bill. Um, and it was like a few days later was when everybody was all of a sudden, wow. wait a minute, what's this COVID thing? And then yeah. like, that down happened. And so a ton of people were like, your show was the last show I went wow. to, <laughs> so, which is like kind of special. Um, yeah. so, like, we're really lucky that we were even able to do it. You know, did you have a tour? planned i mean i'm assuming you did plan on playing out yeah yeah Yeah. it wasn't it hadn't been like announced yet and solidified but there were a number of shows booked and um i was going to tour with my friend kelly swindle who's amazing and who was also releasing a new record and um she's a southern girl so we were doing a Mm -hmm. i love touring the south anyway but we were going to do that together which was you know exciting and um it was was such a bummer that of course we yeah. didn't cancel all those shows and i had just ordered like all these records so i have like uh, boxes yeah. in my apartment of records that were supposed <laughs> wow. to be for the tour and you know that's well i just bought, bought mine you know a couple of weeks ago i know thank you so yeah. much it means <laughs> <a lot. laughs> so you had a you had cds and vinyl or what's what do you do with uh what's the latest with that what's uh what medium are you, you carrying around um you know what i didn't make cds for this last one, I just did vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My first record I made CDs of, and that was cool. It's mm-hmm. tricky because I feel like there's a lot of people who want vinyl because obviously it's like a little more special. Yeah. I feel like um, yeah. CDs like a kind of smaller in between margin where people are like, mm-hmm. I want to support you, but maybe I don't want to spend that much money. So right, like right. if I, you know, if they drive a car that still plays CDs, then Mm-hmm. maybe they'll do that but yeah. i feel like that's a decreasing <laughs> market right. of people well, yeah, they're, they're making yeah. cars now without you know the cd players right exactly yeah. and so many people just stream spotify or whatever so and more people are you know collecting vinyl yeah, yeah. Uh, i um i feel like you know my music is available online for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to listen mm-hmm. and they don't have to pay yeah. anything or they can choose you right and camp is great uh yeah i was listening to you but and didn't leave the house you know i didn't have to buy anything yeah right? exactly yeah. Apple music you know yeah, yeah and you know that's, that's a great thing so i mean obviously it's twofold like the the situation for musicians as uh people trying to make living is not great (laughs) but but at the same time like i would never want my music to not be available to anyone you know Uh, yeah 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 i mean you don't you don't get paid that much though for like spotify and that's that's the sad part yeah it's like not even a penny a listen yeah although the one song on the one song on your not the ep that the last album Little Thunder. Little Thunder. I probably listened to that yeah. song like 50 times. So, Which one? <laughs> it's um, Take oh, Me, the song Little Take Thunder me Down. Oh, Take, Take Me, me down. down. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I just cool. love that song. Thank you. I love so that, that song my- too. Different this time, yeah, see. 
Mike and I were debating because I, now I've listened to the song, like I said, 50 times at least. So Mike, Mike thinks you're saying, um, cause I love the lyrics in this cause they're a little bit different. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced you're saying he left his always behind. And Mike thinks you're saying he left his old ways behind. That's it. He left his old. Oh, I got it. You're yeah. saying old ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As in, he's turning over to yeah. To right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I All right. That, point, point for Mike. Point for Mike. Hey, uh, Mike. Uh, uh, Jim, do the points count? Hmm. What? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this should so be gonna, a game. We're gonna do oh, some yeah. music yeah. trivia. We got a game. And if you're up up for it, I have cool. questions. I wanted to know about the music process. How you go about writing song. Do you, is it a combination of coming up with the lyrics first? Do you have an idea or do you come up with music or do you work with the band or is it, you know, to come up with the song? Yeah, it's kind of all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I write a lot of um, little ideas, like scribble mm -hmm. ideas down in notebooks and like, uh, I love to write poetry. So sometimes okay. songs come from poems and. They're just like deconstructed, but usually it's kind of, I'll have like a melody or an idea in my head and the, the words mm -hmm. and the music will kind of come together and then I'll expand on it. And I usually just write like on a guitar lately. I've been okay. trying to learn piano. So I <laughs> do a little of that yeah. and then I'll bring it to the band and be like, okay, let's, uh, Let's work you this work out. It come out. Up with yeah. Parts, yeah. Who do you work with closely in the band? I mean, is it with Guy mostly, or who, or the whole band, or how does that work? Yeah, um, yeah. Guy has definitely been the biggest uh, collaborator for me as like mm -hmm. a songwriter because we've also written songs where he'll just come up with a progression and I'll just start singing over it and okay. writing on top of it. Yeah. So we've done a lot of that, which is really cool. Um, and it's interesting, of course, to see how different people bring out different things in you mm -hmm. as an artist. I feel like kind of going back to that other question about like early influences and stuff, because I love so many different kinds of music, um, I can, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I can go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's been kind of an interesting I don't know if I want to say challenge, but it is a challenge really because when I'm looking at a body of work, like right now, I'm, you know, working on making a, an album mm -hmm. and I've got 20 songs in different directions. Uh -huh. so like, right. <laughs> you know, try to, it's a, that becomes a part of the process of like. Or it may be good working with other, other people too. They may, yeah, that shouldn't go there or this, this should. And then you're all collaborating as a band and working. Well, it like out. going back to uh, going back to the uh, the interview in four songs a year ago, less than a year ago at Pace Studios. You know, I really loved uh, the song Violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, musically and vocally, it was just so smooth. And you had the uh, the Nevermind horns with you. So, uh, you know, we love we love jazz. We love funk, you know, cool. of course, rock and roll. And uh your interviewer there was uh, was talking about your musical style and some of your uh, your influences, and I thought it was interesting um, because you've got so much there, especially in the song "Violence." It's so 
it's so smooth and so good. It's my favorite from from that uh, recording. Thank But I like the way that you ended up with you like, well, but it's rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, yeah, but we're still. And uh, that's what brings it together. Because I, I, after listening to that interview, I went and clicked on the studio of your single 2020. Mm. And it's so different from, yeah. from that, that mix that you had at Pace Studios just a half year before it. Yeah. So there's your, there's your big... Uh, continuum of styles right there right yeah Yeah. you know (laughs) violence is one of my favorite songs that i've ever created and that was totally one of those examples of like i wrote that as a poem um and then i guy brought the like funk guitar to it and i was like i love this i want to make like a funky song and so I just layered the poem on top as lyrics. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was like, okay, we need a chorus. So then we wrote the chorus and I was like, okay, I want this really simple drum rhythm and I want it to be like kind of a, a different thing. Uh, but the way that, of course, all those other musicians, they're so talented, they're able to just, like you said, kind of seamlessly bring it together. Right. Um, and and the the syncopation and the drum beat, you know, you know, it's yeah, that's that's what I love. Yeah, that's I like to hear more of that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Where did it the, makes you move a little bit. Yeah. Where did the idea for the song come? You said it was a poem. Yeah. Um, but it's about. It's actually kind of a dark story. It's yes. a friend of mine um, was in an abusive relationship, oh, okay. and I I found out. And when I when she told me, I was like kind of in shock because mm-hmm. I was friends with both like this couple and had no idea yeah, that this had been yeah. going on. And it kind of opened my eyes to like, 
probably how much that happens when people are just not aware, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt, and I was thinking too, like, you know, some of my other influences, like everything isn't black and white, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was thinking about the perspectives of, uh, like the perspective of that song is from someone who is in some way like the abused but they don't view themselves that way, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they don't see themselves as a victim and, and they're kind of like in that, you know, in that sort of negative pull towards that. Mm -hmm. Because they're in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can see from the outside sometimes and they're in the middle of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was uh, something I wanted to sort of write about and get Mm -hmm. into. Uh, you're up in Connecticut right now, mm-hmm. uh, hiding away somewhere. So you're, um, don't want to get personal, but you're with the band or you're, you're not, you're, you're on your own without the band. Um, it's kind of a combination. I came here with guy, uh, well, mm-hmm. guy was actually here before me and he brought mm-hmm. me here. He was brought here by Brian Juke, who's an awesome drummer. And then we started collaborating the three of us together and my bass player Steve came in for a few sessions just like we'd like get a chunk done and then you know he'd go because he was quarantining himself yeah. but um mm-hmm. but yeah well, it's, been, mm-hmm. it's been a cool sounds like a, mm-hmm. sounds like a great atmosphere you know you got to have a creative atmosphere you know that and you're you're making that work yeah how is it uh what's what's exciting with the new album What's exciting with it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like music, how about, how about musically, musical style? Which way, which way are you headed? But you just said that you had a big variety. Yeah, it's a, yes, it's a be determined. Right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think you'll be pleased to know that there is a kind of upward beat trajectory mm-hmm. <laughs> happening. <laughs> gotcha. Because, you know, yeah. so we recorded that song 2020 here at the studio back in maybe June, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. No, and that was kind of the height. Maybe one could say the height, but it was certainly when it felt like, wow, like the pandemic is still happening, like full throttle. Protests were happening every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. Breonna Taylor had been killed. All these other people, you know, there was a lot, all the Trump stuff. It just felt like mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. And I felt like as an artist... I've read a lot. I, I never thought too much about the sense of like social responsibility necessarily mm-hmm. as an artist, but I, I feel like maybe it was a Nina Simone quote or something. I can't remember, but I remember reading something where it had said like the responsibility of an artist is to reflect their times in a way. And I don't know that that's, I don't know that I fully agree with that. But something about that struck a chord in me. And I felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I want to reflect what's going on here. I want to be a part of, you know, any kind of, I don't know if solution, but like, mm-hmm. I, I want to have a voice in this. I want to speak out against what I think is wrong. And I want to stand mm-hmm. up for what's right. And I want to just also just say like, wow, this is happening. Like, yeah, you want to scream. Like, so <laughs> you, you want to scream. Yeah. Yeah. And bring awareness. Yeah. Bring an awareness of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Something to ponder the, the responsibility or not responsibility of an artist. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And so that Mm -hmm. because of what was going on and what was influencing that song, which was just real life in real time, rather than what I think a lot of my other music is, which is kind of this like emotional or cerebral, Mm -hmm. like timeless kind of things of love, heartbreak, whatever, you know, this was very much like this is right now. And um, and I think that's part of why that song came out widely different, because I wanted it to be really heavy and I wanted it to be like jarring, you know, that's probably the most heaviest song that you've written. Yeah, definitely. Smoking yeah. Gun, which is the last song on Little Thunder, is is kind of heavy, but um, but yeah, twenty twenty yeah. is heavier. And sick of being good, that has kind of a gritty yeah. <laughs> sound to it. But the, those two songs remind me that something maybe that could be in a Quentin Tarantino movie, <laughs> especially Smoking Gun. Yeah, <laughs> I love Quentin. Yeah. And speaking of smoking, hey, uh, gun, Jim, speaking to, of the guns, yeah, I wanted to talk about your outfit or some of your outfits. I really think you have great fashion sense, especially your, your videos, you know, are these outfits that you own or like, where, where do you get a bodysuit with a gun pattern on it? That's what I'm curious about. (laughs) That (laughs) actually, yeah, I do. Most of this stuff is stuff that I own. Um, That was made by this really cool designer named David Dalrymple, who, um, he is kind of like the head designer for Patricia Field back in the day. And now he, mm-hmm. I think, just does his own stuff. But he designs for a ton of like drag queens and like okay. really just makes like really cool costumes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just had that lying around. And I was like, oh, I oh, love okay. that. And he was like, oh, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> and it fit. You. It works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I wanted to go back to the venues. Is there any particular place that you've played that you just love to play? Like as far as it, maybe even the city or the, just the atmosphere of the crowd? Yeah. Um, that's such a great question. I feel like it, there's so many different, I have so many different answers in my head right now. The first, mm-hmm. first thing that came to mind was playing at Mohawk in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, the vibe in Austin is just really great. I feel like people in LA and New York are a little more like standoffish and like yeah. a little more like afraid to 
it look uncool, you know, yeah. <laughs> which I think is a real bummer. And I think that I've I've seen that change a little mm-hmm. bit too over time. I but think you get the, the crowds that are that are talking through the performance. I had that happen. Yeah. I was like, they don't care. Yeah. Well, the, when I went to see BB, that'll happen. Sorry, go ahead. I went to see BB King at the House of Blues years ago, but there were two. There was a bar on the left and a bar on the right. And I think it was because they gave complimentary tickets too. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything tonight. And right. But everybody Let's was drink. Everybody, they had like a row of ten, like ten rows of of seats in the middle, and we were standing. But everybody's talking, and it's mm. it was just that sucks, you know, especially I, for such a legend. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't realize who they were saying, but. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. at a rock show, like you don't even hear when people are talking. Oh, yeah, it's like not yeah. a problem. You know? Right, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, if you're so loud. So, so the Austin crowd, uh, they seem more genuine. Uh, like you said, they they could make uh, they could look not cool. What, what well, was and, about? And what? I don't I'm not, I've not been to it's Austin. It's not that they didn't look cool. Like what mm-hmm. I mean is that their spirit was more free, and that yeah. they just didn't have that sort of like barrier of pretense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. part of that also, of course, is that when I played that show, I was opening up for Andrew WK, who is <laughs> such a force mm-hmm. and his energy is so oh, wild. Yeah. And the, so the people who are drawn to him specifically are people who just like really want to have fun. And yeah. Mike, you know, do you know who that is? Cool. Really do you know who energy. that is? No. Okay. Yeah, he's, all I know is he wrote this party, party song. Hard. Yeah, party yeah, hard. Party hard. <laughs> it was like a bit. So it's like kind of a. Jo- it's like almost kind of a joke. Yeah. But it's not. Mm-hmm. And he's like a genius and kind of like a motivational mm-hmm. speaker. And it's a very interesting combination of different things going on. Yeah, I've never seen so many people crowd surf in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's still happening. It's still happening. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Now, is that at uh, South by Southwest or is that was that just uh, somewhere else in Austin? No, that was um, just during I was on tour and he was on tour and I knew him. So I asked him if I could. I was like, hey, look, our tours are kind of coinciding in Mm -hmm. Austin. Like, could I hop on your show and be your opening act? And I mm-hmm. was fortunate yeah. that he said yes. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Excellent. I, I have a place uh, you should play. It's uh, Sellersville Theater. It's in Sellersville, Where's Pennsylvania. That? Sellersville, mm. Pennsylvania. It's 40 minutes south of Bethlehem. But it, it cool. only see, it seats that. about 200 people. So it's not a, you know, a big area. But I think it's a converted uh, movie theater. Oh, uh, cool. It's halfway between halfway between here and Philly, so you do get some, you know, between Philly and 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 Lehigh Valley, you'll get people going even more so than probably around the theater. Yeah, awesome. I used to go see the Smithereens. Jim coming, Jim coming from New Jersey. The Smithereens played there. I used to see the Smithereens there all the time. You know, the Smithereens, <laughs> oh, they're a Jersey cool. band. Yeah, yeah. But Howard Jones has yeah. played there. Um, Graham Parker, but they'll have jazz, blue, different types of bands. I saw Lisa Marie. Presley there <laughs> when yeah. she was touring. Uh, that's a nice little venue. Awesome. Yeah, I hope that um, I hope all those venues survive this crazy situation. Right. Have you have you toured in other countries or just mainly? Sadly, no. I, I, 
I would love to. I'm mm-hmm. dying to do that. I was actually supposed to tour in Germany uh, this past November, but of course that got canceled. Um, yeah. And yeah. I've, yeah, the only other country, well, I played two shows in Canada with Gary. That's part of the US, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it feels like it is. <laughs> it was in Toronto, which is awesome. I had never yeah. been there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've played uh, one show in London, but that other than that, just when the was the when was that 2019 or Toronto? The or was London that? show. The Toronto. Toronto was 2018, I think. Yeah. I think we were there in 2019. We did a. We drove. Yeah, thought you were there. We drove up through Buffalo um, and just went, you know, Lake Erie. Went to mm-hmm. Toronto, Montreal. Big road trip. Cool. Yeah. So. Sounds cool. cool. Yeah, Montreal's cool too. I haven't played there, but I've been there. Is there a timeline for your album? Or are you just kind of, because of COVID's still going on, you're just pacing it? Um, there's no real... Yeah, I'm just taking my time with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, there's COVID happening. So yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's definitely no pressure. It, which mm-hmm. is interesting because... I'm not signed to a label or anything. I don't have mm-hmm. any, anyone telling me I have to get something done by any time anyway, uh, yeah. but yeah. just from my own drive or whatnot, I would definitely have finished this yeah. <laughs> if COVID wasn't yeah. happening. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's cool. It's been cool just to actually learn to chill out a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's been cool to get some distance from things and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I could reapproach this. And have, have you finished any, any songs? Like, do you have any songs complete? Have you recorded any like songs completely? Uh, I'm not really sure how to answer that because okay. yes. And also, Everything's still in process. I've, okay. I've recorded a lot of songs completely and then mm-hmm. been like, okay, and now we're going to add this and we're going to add that. And then, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to go back and actually rework this. And so it's really been a, a big process. Or maybe you'll release them as singles first or a couple singles before. Well, you know, I released album. 2020 and I also released a song called Love Push Number 9, which is a cover yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of an old 50s song. Um, and that was fun because uh, uh, we actually had Dennis Dunaway, who's the yeah. original founding member and bass player of uh, Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper band. Yeah, yeah. So that was super cool. And we did a music video together and it was like a fun thing for Halloween. Yeah, and... I love that video. I, cool, I met, I've met Dennis. There's an autograph He's show. A great guy. There's an autograph show in Parsippany, New Jersey. Chiller Theater, it's called. So it was a couple of years ago and I bought his book. He has a book on, you know, his time in the Alice Cooper band. So mm-hmm. actually all the guys were there except Alice, but the entire oh, Alice Cooper oh. band was there. So That's was awesome. Cool. Yeah. They see, I mean, I haven't met the others. I mean, I just get the sense that they're a very tight knit crew and, you yeah. know, obviously they've known each other for a million years. So mm-hmm. he's so, such a positive and his wife cindy who i didn't know before i met her mm-hmm. she's like sister to the old drummer and also okay. oh 
their costume designer and was like a big mm-hmm. part of, you know, touring oh, with wow. them, did stuff yeah. with them. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's a family affair and everybody's like just really cool. Now you toured with uh, Gary Clark Jr. That was 2019. How many shows did you do with him? Yeah, well, we did a tour in 2018. And so that was like, which included those shows in Canada. And then okay. we, he asked me back again for, we did four nights in San Francisco at the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when I met Santana. And yeah. then we also did another two nights at the Beacon Theater in New York. I saw him so that with, with Dave, Ma- he opened for Dave Matthews. It was like 2012. I think he had just... Might have just come out with his first album. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I saw him right. open. Yeah. I don't know how often he um, pulls someone up on stage, Clay. But there's a. Vi- I don't know if you saw if you were there or if you've seen this video. But I just watched it last night. There's a kid. Yeah, I just watched it too. Yeah. He's 18 years old, and I guess it was his birthday, and he was holding mm-hmm. up a sign, and Gary Clark pulls him up on stage, and he says to him because he wants to play guitar with him. And he says to him, you, you better not F this up. So he <laughs> <laughs> and he puts on the guitar. He looks like this, he's two foot tall. He looks like he's but it was, taller than in, Oh, Gary's pretty tall. He's yeah. like six four. Oh, yeah. Six, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was cat, Gary. And it was Catfish Blues, old blues mm-hmm. song. But Gary, mm-hmm. it was incredible because Gary's singing, but Gary's not, he's letting the, the kid play. And he's hard. Yeah. He's, letting the kid, he's letting the kid lead. He's, he's doing a, a rhythm and he's letting the kid lead. Yeah. And he was incredible, this kid. He like, you know, knew what That's amazing. That yeah. Good. I mean, I think that's a real gift of, of um, someone like him and other artists that I've seen. I, I've seen uh, Stevie Wonder do that. Some people yeah. who are like the yeah. most wow. prolific. Be generous. You, you like know? Yeah. 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 Be really generous and, and, share space and have mm-hmm. really like no ego and just be oh, yeah. like really encouraging um yeah. it's a beautiful thing you know yeah do you have anything else mike no jim i think you got a bonus question though oh yeah it you was do- it was a mystery question but then we it's not just not too so much mystery to, to this is jim. just a random question you have to pick a number between one and seven okay <laughs> so what's your number? then tell you yeah, tell yeah me and then t- <laughs> six <laughs> Six. And you get that question number six then. Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. If you could transport yourself in time and go in another person's body for one day, oh my God. who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so loaded. I don't know. I feel like, well, I'll tell you the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to mind, of course, was Jimi Hendrix. No, because we, Jim we were talking about this last Jim night, and we mentioned Jimi Hendrix. No way. Well, no. it's obvious. I mean, for for any kind of like but for longer, you to say, yeah, it's like it's just the most <laughs> obvious choice. I think he's so like incredible, and I can't imagine being in his brain and having his talent, and you know. <laughs> I probably can guess the day. I cannot believe that. I, I could probably guess, you guess that the one the day that you would want to be in his body. Oh yeah, when would that be? Well, during Woodstock. No. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I you know mm-hmm. I, to, <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe it. I can't believe she guessed six and then said Jimi Hendrix. 
That's so funny. Oh, man. That is amazing. But there's so many. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. being like Amelia Earhart and like taking flight, oh, yeah. you know? I yeah. mean, there's a lot yeah. of a lot oh, of cool yeah. things that can happen. Yeah. You might want to choose her, her first day of the flight, not her last. Yeah, not the yeah. day she missed. <laughs> Just <her>. saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay one more thing one more thing and we're gonna we're gonna let you go but uh jim's got something special here we do this we do this with uh all our interviews uh interviewees probably the last uh, half dozen We're gonna do some music Something trivia. Like now there's the, there's Uh-oh. no prizes, sorry, but if you get the question <laughs> right, you'll hear this. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you get yeah, it yeah, wrong, yeah. oh, where is it? I feel I'm gonna be hearing a lot of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the I made these. This is out of a trivia game, MTV. Normally, I just ask the question, but some are you know some are. It depends on what you know, whether they're easy or hard. But I made these. Well, well, I I insisted on it. I insisted on a change, Jim, because, you know, you're asking me like in 1989, who hosted the MTV music. Oh, my God. I don't know that. (laughs) So then there's that silence. Yeah. So I made these. So, yeah, there's a a chance. Okay. So, Fiona, you, you go first. In the late 70s, Madonna moved to New York with $35 and she took a job working where? Was it A, Dunkin' Donuts, B, McDonald's, C, Macy's, or D, Museum of Modern Art? Damn, I wish I knew that. Um, I'm going <laughs> to You're going to know in a minute. <laughs> Macy's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Dunkin' Donuts. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Mike, what duo yeah. has had more number one hits? than any other duo in the rock and roll era? Was it A, Jan and Dean? Mm-hmm. B, the Everly Brothers? C, Hall and Oates? D, the Righteous Brothers? That is tough. I do not know that. You got to guess um, one. Yeah, uh, the Everly Brothers. <laughs> oh, don't tell me Hall and Oates. Don't tell me Hall and Oates. It was Hall and Oates. Oh. <laughs> okay. Fiona. I don't know if that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be going with my gut next time. You might not even need the multiple choice on this. Who claims? Yeah, try, try it without. Hey, two, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Two, wait, two wait points. Let's hear the question first. <laughs> two points if she gets it without the multiple choice. One, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Who claimed you got to have faith in 1987? George Michael. You got two points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mike, in 1991, Guns N' Roses released a cover of what Wings song? Was it A, Live and Let Die? Was it B, Band on the Run? C, Jet? Or D, Getting Closer? I have to go with my gut, A. Okay. Yeah. Live and Let Die? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Now we always have to have a Bon Jovi question. 
because we don't yeah. like Bon Jovi. So we always have to mention him. Oh, come on. Nice. <laughs> Even though we're from Jersey. Bon Jovi's everywhere. Wait a minute. I have to ask you something real quick. Have yeah. you heard of the podcast, Your Favorite Band Sucks? No, no. No, I just saw the shirt. I'm gonna oh, my God. You got to check okay. it out. That's all I'm going to say. Writing it down. Okay. Writing it down. Is there a Bon Jovi one? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's everywhere here. I hear him in the grocery store. I usually don't listen to the radio, but it, yeah. I literally got in my car the one day and drove like a couple blocks and put the radio on and Bon Jovi was on, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. He's and he, he has come to you at the grocery store too. You said, yeah. In the shower too. Cause I have a radio in there. <laughs> Can't get away. <laughs> no. Okay. Fiona, John Bon Jovi turned down the lead role in what successful 80s Kevin Bacon film so that he could concentrate on music? You want the multiple choice? Right. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, A, Diner, B, Tremors, C, Footloose, or D, Quicksilver? This is probably wrong, but just because it'd be really funny, I'm going to say Footloose. That is right. Oh, my God! Oh. Hey! <laughs> Yeah. I feel like it would have been better with Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. interesting. And then he, and then he would not have concentrated though. on the music and we wouldn't be. <laughs> that, it would be a win-win, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could have okay. been? <laughs> oh, I was keeping score okay. and then I gave up. What's the score? Fiona has three. Score, then. Yeah, Fiona has three and okay. you have one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mike. <laughs> okay, here we go. Duran Duran yeah. got their name from a mm -hmm. villain in what Jane Fonda movie? Now, I knew this answer because my wife is a big Duran Duran fan. Is okay, it and I'm not. Now, remember, I made up these uh, multiple choice here. Is it yeah, A, yeah. Cat, Cat Baloo? If I'm saying that right. B, Spirits of the Dead. Uh -huh. C, Barbarella. Or D, the game is over. I have to go with A. No. Is it Barbarella? That'd be amazing. Yes, it's Barbarella. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give her a point. Go ahead. Okay. She just pulled it out. Okay. No, you stumbled. You, you stumbled on, the, on A, which means you shouldn't have made that up because you stumbled on it. That's well, you the heard? one that was given to you, the right answer. Well, I'm tricking you. You go, no, uh, I, <clears throat> no, I said, am I saying that on right? It? No, I said, am because is it Cat Baloo? Cat, I don't know what the, that's what I. Yeah, I know. Well, you didn't stumble. You, I know, but you, okay. yeah, I'm saying you didn't say it right. And so uh, I, you got. You tried to use your psychology right. on him. <laughs> and I lost. Okay, I lost. calm down. There's no prize. We got one more. For, <clears throat> there's no prizes. Is there so. one more for each? Or is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is two, it two, one more for each? Two more here. Well, oh. I'll make this quick. Okay. Because Fiona's got to get back to recording. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, Fiona. In 1984, yes. he had an infatuation and claimed some guys have all the luck. You want the multiple choice? Yeah. No, she doesn't need multiple choice. Okay. She doesn't need multiple choice in that. Some guys have all the luck. Some guys have all the... I, know, I can hear it in my head, but I can't <laughs> think of what it is. Give me the multiple choice. Okay. A, Corey Hart. B, Rod Stewart, C, Tom Jones, or D, Vanilla Ice? It's Rod Stewart, right? Yeah. yeah. 
right. All right. Okay, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is it. I forgot about this one. Hey, is it? Is it? <clears throat> okay. Wu Tang member Big Baby Jesus <laughs> was formerly known as ODB. What did ODB I'm, stand I'm ready for? To oh, I know this. ODB. Oh, crap. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. ODB. Okay. Acronym. Go ahead. A. Old Debonair <laughs> Baby. B. Old Dirty Bastard. C. Old Desirable <laughs> Bachelor. Or D. Only drink beer. No, it's got to be old dirty bastard. It has to be. Okay, got it. <laughs> you don't get too many nicknames with the word desirable. In right. It, so I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you stupid desirable. I mean, Debonair yeah. baby. Okay. Debonair. That yeah, was Debonair. my favorite, actually. Debonair. Yeah, Debonair. <laughs> okay, Fiona. Tom Petty, George Harrison, Roy Orbison, and Bob Dylan made up what group? Oh, my God. Okay, give me the multiple choice. I know it, but I can't think of it. A, Lady Annabellum. (laughs) B, B, Lady A. B, Kiss. C, The Traveling Wilburys. Or B, Blues Traveling. Mm -hmm. Traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah. Very good. But fun fact, do you know Lady Antebellum stole the name Lady A from this, like, old soul singer? Oh, really? And it was, like, a whole thing. Did well, you guys hear about that? Their name? I... Yeah. yeah, they changed their name, except when they did that, this lady oh, okay. was like, hey, I've, like, been, had this wow. name for, like, decades. <laughs> and she's, like, an activist and all this thing. Yeah. And it was just so ironic because they were trying to do it to, like, be more racially sensitive. Oh, yeah. But then they literally yeah. just, like, took this chick who actually was an activist in <laughs> yeah. the community's name. And and stole her like, name. Yeah. I was like, oh, Did they oh give her any God. money? Did, did they end up giving her any money? I don't think so. No, they were you just know, horrible. <laughs> that is funny because you can uh, you can go well, on, we can only hope that you can go on google and find out like does anyone else have this name it's a, real simple right yeah yeah before you go and change your name yeah okay oh little name little name thing i gotta i gotta say this so uh here in the lehigh valley back in the 80s there was a wait let me ask who, you uh, your let me to... ask you the uh, last question here and then we'll oh, okay then i want to say about another okay. fiona and then and okay. we'll bring it to okay. her who is she All right. okay. Okay. <laughs> Mike, what go- ex go go wanted to make heaven a place on earth with her first number one solo hit? Belinda Carlisle. Okay. There we go. All right. Got it. Okay. Good work. So uh, I, I didn't end up keeping score, but I think you got me by a couple there. You got, did you yeah. keep score, Jim? Yeah. All right. All right we it. both win nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, Okay, wait. So, okay, okay. so, so yeah. So, um, Jim and I grew up in the, around the Lehigh Valley, the New Jersey PA border here, and there was uh, Fiona Flanagan, and uh, she was singer, maybe songwriter, singer songwriter, and uh, she got regionally known, uh, you know, locally, of course, then regionally. And uh, Jim, she was in um, what's her fame? What's her highest fame there? Fiona Flanagan. Well, she was in a movie with Bob Dylan. Hearts of Fire. Wow. Okay. And she, right. did, she did a solo. You have to look this up on YouTube. It's a, it's a song with Kip Winger. 
but it's totally eight. It was the eighties. You got to see this video. So it's Fiona. Okay. There's a band. Fiona Flanagan. And he had a band player. winger. Hmm? Right. But he has the band winger, yeah. right? Yeah. He had the band winger. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what I bring it up for is, uh, I was, uh, we're following music all the way back in the eighties and, and follow it closely alternative and everything before it was, had a, had a genre name. And, um, so this person writes into the local newspaper berating her for no reason. And it was short and I still remember it. And he ends it with Fiona Flanagan. What a stupid name. That can't be real. She must've made it up. I'll still never forget it. And it's decades what ago. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? First of all, she's clearly just a nice Irish girl. Okay. Yes, <laughs> she is. She's a nice Irish girl, Irish Catholic. And, yeah. and, and it's so interesting. Uh, so yeah. And her real name and her given name was, was Fiona Flanagan. I just read that and thought, wow, people are just idiots for no reason. They're just mean for no reason. And I just, and, but I, for some reason, it was so dumb that it stuck with me. So anyway, there's, there's another Fiona. And, and the other Fionas are all around, too. Not here and there. Not all around, but here and there. Yeah. Fiona Apple, so. of course. Big, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. amazing yeah. inspiration, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know what Mike really wants is your real last name, Silver. It is. Okay. Wow. I'm Get a nice Irish here. Jewish girl. Because okay. <laughs> Mike said we were talking last night and he said he never heard that surname. And then I was thinking of no. Phil Silvers. It was Silvers with, you know, an S, but. Yeah. Real name. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah no, there's a. I've met some other people with the last name Silver, actually. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. cool name, though. To, All right. To be born with. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That is cool. Hey, it's been great meeting you virtually. Been great uh, hearing your stories and hearing what inspires you and what you've been doing. Been a good great time. meeting you too. <laughs> Fun podcast. <laughs> great. I hope it's to see good, you live. Good laughing you know. and playing again. Yeah. yeah. I hope to see you guys too. Remind yeah. me, what's that venue called again? Sellersville. The theater? Sellersville. Sellersville. I'm going to look yeah, I'll, I'll message you the name. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice, uh, small venue. Yeah. All right. Take care. Great okay. to meet you. All right. Good you night. too. Bye, guys. Bye. Best wishes. Music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and their host site, Podbean. The songs Nightclubbing, Violence, Take Me Down, 2020, Smoking Gun, and Love Potion Number 9. Use with permission from Fiona Silver. <laughs>